0: made to count. You were created to have a deep impact in this world, to make a difference, to leave your mark. And that's a real good thing. That's not ego. Ego distorts it, but that's a God-given drive that's inside of you. And we're all striving for that together in the community, in the fellowship of the withered hand. It has struck me, I'm looking these days, at Ignatius of Loyola. We're in kind of a master class on how to make our lives count, learning from different folks who were masters of it. And Ignatius was one, and he began what's called an order. An order is a community. It's a spiritual community of people who adopt a kind of common way of life and a common mission. And for Ignatius, it was to help souls. That's quite broad and it has struck me reading through this. That's what I want to be a part of, and really kind of invite all of us to be a part of together and order. Uh, Folks who have a way of life, part of that just involves talking and thinking together in these moments, and then walking through life seeking to help souls. Uh, As Peter said of Jesus in the book of Acts, he went around doing good, and we want to do that. Now, I have a observation that was made Uh, really about Ignatius, by other people who knew him well, but it flowed so much out of his life that it's often attributed to him. This is the invitation for me and you today, as we seek to make this day count. And the maxim is this, Work as if success depended on your own efforts, but trust as if all depended on God. Work like it was all up to you, trust like it's all up to God. This is actually a real brief version of what, what was a longer expression of it in Ignatius's time. In all things pertaining to the service of our Lord, which Ignatius undertook, he made use of all human means to succeed in them with as much care and energy as if success depended on those means. And he trusted in God and remained dependent on His divine providence, as if all those other human means which he employed were of no effect at all. Work as though everything depends on what you're doing, what you bring to the task, and then trust as though it all is in the hands of God. Uh, A successor of his, Diego Lainez, echoed the sentiment in blunter terms. This is what he said, and I kind of like this. While it is true that God could speak by the mouth of an ass, this would be considered a miracle. We are tempting God when we expect miracles. This would certainly be the case in a man who lacks common sense, but who hopes to be a success merely by praying for it. So, you might think about these two realities. There is effort and there are outcomes. We are called to supply the effort. So, begin thinking now, what's a task you have to do today? might be going to work, might be writing an email, might be doing something around the house, might be doing a favor for some other person, might be watching a child, might be studying for something. How much effort can you bring to that? How much dedication, concentration of will, focus of mind and heart and spirit, enthusiasm, gratitude? How much effort can you bring to it? Because God made you with the capacity for effort. We grow when we invest effort in something. And God Himself will not supply the effort that God is calling for you to give. And then on the other hand, there are outcomes. And it's outcomes that I cannot control. It's outcomes that I cannot manufacture, over which I do not have God-like power. Outcomes rest in the hand of God. And so the idea is, God Himself will not supply effort in your place But you cannot control outcomes in God's place. Very often we go through life that way. And what I think is, no, 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 I'd rather not have to spend myself with the effort, but I'd like to determine what the outcome is going to be. It does not work that way. We are called to give the best that we can, invest the best that we can. That's what we do. That's what it means to be created in the image of God, to want to make a mark. So I I work fully invested in it. But then... I rest knowing that the outcome is not up to me and that I am my well-being or worth is not on the line. And so I have both great devotion and great freedom. I bring the effort. The outcome is in God's hands. God and I are two separate people. God and you are two separate people. And it's very important that you don't get those two confused. And when we allow God to do the outcomes, when we invest ourselves fully, quite remarkable things happen. There's that wonderful statement in the book of Acts when the disciples begin to do ministry, begin to teach and heal, and uh, incredible results occur. And the authorities are astounded because it says that they saw that these were unschooled, ordinary men. And the Greek word that's used there is idiotai. Do you want to guess what word we get from idiotai? It's like, uh, as was said in the day of Ignatius, God can speak through the mouth of an ass. God can use any old idiot to do what, what it is that God... I don't have to be smart. I don't have to be educated. But I do have to commit myself fully to it. I have to bring the best devotion that I can, but then I don't have to live under pressure. I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, our family is all gathered together right now, and and I get to do these videos. And uh, I, over the next several months, I have several speaking engagements that I'm involved with, and I'm working on this book project. By the way, I'm so grateful for the help of hundreds of you on that. Uh, they were uh, that feedback was very useful in guiding me. I took one entire chapter out, added a whole chapter on, even if I think my life is going pretty well, I need a spiritual program. I need a frame of uh, spiritual life. So thank you for everybody who's doing that. But it struck me, I had these things to do, and I started to feel a bit stressed out. And then I thought, are you kidding me? One year ago, two years ago, I didn't know what possibilities lie before me, what doors might be open and if I could have known I would have the chance to ride and I would have the chance to talk with you and I would have the chance to go places and speak and then when we didn't know to think with our family there could be grandchildren I could get to watch them, what an idiot for me to be burdened by this, instead I devote myself, my best energies, my best efforts, my best thought, my best concentration, my best creativity, my best initiative. I work really diligently at it, and then I just let it go. God, you're in charge of the outcomes, not me. I work as though everybody, everything depended on me. I pray as though everything depends on God. Interestingly, another writer of the spiritual life, William Berry, says you could actually flip that around and say, pray as though everything depends on you. God, give me strength. Give me energy. Give me creativity. Lead me. Inspire me. And then you could also approach things and work as though everything depends on God. So that instead of being stressed out, pressured, burdened, what if my ego gets dinged because I don't look successful? I just work in the freedom of God's power. Uh, And Barry argues that the Latin ought to be translated, understood that way. The beauty of the prayer is whichever way you understand it, it still works. It is the effort that I bring and confidence that God is behind it. And the signal that I'm doing this, the indicator, the little bobber that goes up and down when there's a strike, is the presence of joy. I was mentioning our family is all together right now. And one of the kids excavated an old toy from 30 years ago. One of our kids got a little robot called My Pal 2. Kind of a creepy looking thing, real mechanical. And it actually would sometimes talk spontaneously. So every night when this child went to bed, all the other toys could be in the bedroom, but My Pal 2 was always sitting outside the door of the bedroom in the hallway in case My Pal 2 went off. So, hadn't seen or thought about MyPal2 for many, many years. Yesterday, he got resurrected. And very late at night, a picture got put on the family thread of MyPal2 engaged in a quite destructive behavior. I will not tell you what it is because I don't want to trigger anybody. But when I saw that picture, I literally laughed out loud. And then there was this long thread of exchanges about was my pal too able to survive what it is that he had done, or because he's a robot did he thrive? And it was just so good to laugh. The presence of joy is such a sign of health in a person in a family in a community, we're not called to live in despair, even in the midst of great pain and sorrow and and confusion. So that's the invitation today for our little order, for the fellowship of the withered hand. Work with the best diligence, energy, focus. Think of a task that you have to do now. And you may have a job that you go to, or that you do from home, Or you may be caring for another person. Or you may be studying for a test. Uh, You might be fixing a meal. You might be writing something. You might be leading a a meeting. What what levels of focus, concentration, energy, creativity, um, planning can you bring to whatever that task is? But then as you do that, pray. God It's not up to me. What I'm doing right now, the words I'm saying right now, the people who will or will not watch, what their opinions of this will, it's not up to me. God, you're here in this moment. I can't, you can't. I want to let you. That's the invitation for our order today from one of the masters of spiritual life. Make today count. Thanks for joining us here at becomenew.me. If you'd like to receive the daily emails that go along with each video, let us know at becomenew.me at gmail.com. Or if you want prayer, you can text us at 855-888-0444.